No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. This week on Word Bros, we have the very talented, very fun Tony Gregory. We scheduled this interview a long, long time ago. Um, because he's got secret books that he can't talk about now, which just sucks. So well, we thought he'd be able to talk about the secret books that he's I not know, able to talk I about. Know. But due to the due to the super spy nature of of, of comics, that he cannot do that. Uh, can't, can't tell us. He's sworn to secrecy by his agency. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the uh, he's he's the uh, the artist from from stepsister yeah <laughs> oh so yeah um and we have the ninja nuns kickstarter going on right now uh the fine p- people at bleeding cool wrote a nice little article about it so if you go to bleedingcool.com you can see uh metal shark bro gets an unholy spinoff with ninja nuns uh metal shark bro the funniest comic on the stands has come roaring back into the monthly cycle with a sequel series from scout comics but that's not the end of the line for this uh, demonically powered lovable shark it seems co-writers and creators Kevin Cuff and Bob France have intended to keep this wave going and they've announced a new spinoff with the title I can't see because they have too many damn pop-ups here yeah there's a lot but of the punly titled um, Ninja Nun's Bad Habits Die Hard I can't believe how many people are actually into that ridiculous people really title. like the title yeah, yeah it's, Bad Habits Die Hard and then you know yada 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 <clears throat> but yeah, they're saying like we've already funded on Kickstarter. They mentioned um, Chaz Pangburn by name, who's going to be really excited about that. I need to sh- share this in the in the Facebook chat so we can see it because they mentioned him by name. Chaz, yeah. he, Chaz, Chaz is, is a real he's a real <laughs> glory hound. That Chaz Pangburn. I don't, know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that about him, but he's which he's is, a real, which is the funniest thing because he isn't. So that's the he's the like the most not <laughs> i think this is the second podcast in a row we've done where i called him a glory hound and i call him and i call him that all the time in our chat um but i think i just do it secretly because i know he likes walter more than you and me <laughs> <laughs> well it's almost like we have factions in our middle shark pro chat it's you and i and then it's 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 Chaz and walter um for the most part so um <clears throat> so it's kind of funny um because that's the way i think that's the way it goes uh, in comics like you you got to stay with your team yeah <laughs> so um so yeah so it's cool man we've got this book coming out we're really excited about it it's already funded so we're trying to get to the stretch goals um and we're just going to talk to tony because tony's fun to talk to so let's listen to tony gregory talk about god knows what and his name is gregory i got yep. it right i'm really excited we're recording boom tony gregory what's up bob france kevin cuff how are you how do you pronounce your last name gregory see i knew it was gregory 
Yeah, like the monks. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, so you'd be, he'd be chanting and making artwork. Yeah, he'd be making beautiful he, artwork. Chad. He does. He'd be chanting and making artwork. Like, Tony Gregory, you have um, so much stuff to talk about and so many awesome things going on right now. And you are just one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Truly. And you're a Dolphins fan, right? You're a Dolphins fan? Unfortunately, yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. And you're also a Miami Heat fan, right? Yeah. Tony, it's an audio fucking podcast. Talk, my friend. You can't nod at me. Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're nodding. You're you're nodding. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's an audio show, and Tony's nodding. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just waiting for you guys to stop talking. So it doesn't happen. That never happens. You happen. should. You should. You've read our scripts. You should know this already. Yeah, Tony. You know I, I'm a big fan of the written and spoken word. <laughs> yeah. Usually, I go. Yeah, this script's a little wordy, and Kevin's like, "Oh, that, that's Bob." <laughs> it's it, true. I like language. I'm a big... He likes language, but hates phonics. <laughs> What's that? Man, you gotta love phonics so much you get hooked on them. That's the whole true. <laughs> true. So you're a big basketball fan and you're actually gonna start doing a basketball podcast. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. What? We talked about it with some friends. Yeah, it's not it's not really it's out of my hands. It was just it was discussed, but it's not it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. I was really looking forward you know, to hearing you talk about basketball. Yeah, it was it would be fun. There's a bunch of us in this uh in a group of friends that we chit chat about sports a lot and we like this is kind of funny it'd be funny if we made a podcast out of it but you know how life goes like people have kids and the pandemic and you know all that stuff happens but if anything the pandemic makes it easier to record podcasts because you got nothing else going on we've done uh, a million like, podcasts since yeah, yeah. the pandemic <laughs> for sure for sure for sure that's i've noticed that a lot of the uh the podcasters that I listen to, they've upped their 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 content production uh, quite a bit in the last couple of months. But yeah, no, the the guy who's going to produce it had a bunch of life stuff happen, so it just wasn't going to happen. That's a bummer because uh, listening to you talk about um, basketball was something that I was really good. I was really looking forward to, and now that now that's been taken away from me. Damn it! Do you I, mean, get, you and I can talk basketball. We could. We. I'm not a. I'm not a huge basketball fan. I, Is it full contact basketball? Not, it used to be back no, in the nineties. <laughs> yes, it's like uh, it's like the South Park guys. Do people uh, like jump off the top of the net and like deliver elbows? It used to be back in the nineties. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because otherwise, I'm I mean, not Kevin, interested. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, if there's no if there's no viable storylines happening and. And you know, no, um, you know, no. The, well, the sports, the storyline, Kevin. Like, well, I think the storyline. It's real. Think, it's real drama, not scripted. So there's no, no. I, I like the scripted competition. Drama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, but Kevin, that means you would have liked basketball back in the '90s because scores were like 74 yes. to 82, and Jordan scored 40 of the 82 points. Like that's just how basketball used to be. Now, did yeah, you watch yeah. Tony? Did you watch the Last Dance documentary on ESPN? I did. How did yes, you feel? Did. How did you feel about that? I loved it. I loved it. I, I felt bad for Scottie Pippen. I felt like he kind of got <laughs> he got laid out there. <laughs> he kind of got screwed. He got portrayed kind of horribly. The dude, but, you know. Yeah, the dude. Especially for the people who don't realize how good Scottie Pippen was, it kind of made him seem like a bit of a too, like uh, more of a Robin. But kind of a diva. 
kind of a diva they made Pippen yeah. out to be. Yeah, I mean, he did do that move where at the in the game seven against the Knicks where he he wouldn't come out when they wouldn't you know drop the the, the shot for him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That kind of like you know stuck with him. It's like a scarlet letter, but kind of sealed his fate. I remember all the other years. Yeah, kind of sealed his fate. Because usually, like you know, Jordan produced it, so. Jordan's going to just like shit on everybody and make everyone look like fools. But I think they did a good job kind of bringing up some of Jordan's, uh, um, I guess, checkered past, like with the not donating money to the Democratic candidates and his gambling and stuff. I thought they did an okay job showing that stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, he didn't didn't hide a lot of it, you know? I mean, also, like, I don't need to know every detail of somebody's life. So I'm not, you know. As long as he didn't gloss over like the NWA straight out of Compton uh, movie, where they yeah. really talk about the domestic abuse or anything like that. Just, well, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna make a movie about NWA and have Dr. Dre beating up a bunch of ladies. <laughs> they're gonna leave that part out conveniently. I know, but yeah, yeah, that's why you probably shouldn't be doing your own. Doc- you shouldn't be doing your own like biopics. Yeah, no. <laughs> instead of Dr. Dre beating ladies, he was giving them all like wonderful flowers and house. chocolates. Yes. flowers and chocolates. Dr. Dre is so romantic. Yeah, he's such a sweet guy. Yeah. <laughs> so we should have forgot about Dre, is what you're saying? That could be said, yeah. That could be said. Should have forgot about Dre. The thing is, he... <laughs> I mean, he did. He did curse us with Eminem. That's all his fault. So I blame that him. Is, that is, that is, that is, that is. fucking hate Eminem so Really? Much. Really? Oh, God. He's such trash. <laughs> now, are you saying as a human being or as an artist or both? Uh, I mean, as a human being, like, I don't know him. He doesn't seem like a decent guy, but I shouldn't be judging him because, like, I, when I was young, I have a checkered past, you know, with drugs and things of that nature so uh-huh. i get it i get it but like also like his music i mean his musically he's kind of trash i never was into him i always thought his delivery was kind of whiny i don't like just because he raps fast it doesn't really impress me you know like rapping fast and volume of word i mean other rappers say that eminem is the goat so no he ain't the goat he's I mean, an it's, it's, it's art animal. you know <laughs> yeah if anything he's like a he's like a, a rooster <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a run the jewels guys myself. So, that's, sure. that's run the jewels is cool. I feel like that's the very like hipster rapper rap group right now that everybody be into. Yeah, you know, yeah, I like. Uh, they're all right. They're all right. I like their beats. I don't know. I like Killer Mike as a personality and what he stands for, but I don't know if I'm really down. I don't like his music as much. Okay, see, <laughs> you know? I like the I like the run the jewel stuff, but I was listening to Zarface. You, you ever heard of Zarface? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that Tom Segura thing. Yeah, Zarface is pretty cool. I was listening to Zarface versus Ghostface the other day while I was cutting the grass, and it was uh, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. I like uh, I like uh, Southern rap. So really, Gang and yeah, yeah. Well, I'm from South Florida, so he's really big into Nelly. He's going down, down. Nah, yeah. Nelly's <laughs> Nelly's from St. Louis, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, wrong with you. Come on, he's got the Saint, He's got the St. Lunatics. You know, Kevin, Kevin, we'll let, you, we'll let you know when we start discussing wrestling. Then you can chime in. I love wrestling. I got my Ward Cassidy shirt on. I'm not fronting. I love it. I'm just fucking around. Um, <laughs> but no, so like, do you down with like Luke and all those guys? And uh... I mean, when I was a kid, I listened to it. I remember when we <laughs> had a neighbor who I was like, was it 87, 86 when that came out? Something mm-hmm. like that. I was like 11 or 12. And I remember one of my friends got a bootleg uh, tape, cassette tape of uh, uh, Too Nasty. Where the hell <laughs> yeah. Nasty as they want to be. As, 
yeah, nasty as they want to be. And it blew my fucking mind. I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? I'm like 11. Like, fuck that coochie. What does that mean? What's a coochie? I, I want to know balls, though. You know, right? You know the cooch balls? That you yeah. Have, like, like, pop that coochie. Why would you want to pop that? And then what, Trick Daddy was big down there? Was Trick Daddy big when you were in Miami? I'm from West Palm. Uh, and I lived, I lived in Miami, like North Miami and Miami Gardens and that area. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was big. He's Mr. 305. I mean, Trick Daddy loved the kids. Yeah. Trick Daddy loved the kids, man. <laughs> That's my shit, <laughs> yeah. dude. No, I love Trick. <laughs> I was always Trick. like, I was like, uh, I liked, uh, I really liked like Mac Miller and J. Cole. And, uh, J. Cole was great. Yes. Yeah, especially his older stuff. His newer stuff, he's, he's slowed down. I mean, everyone makes fun of him for being boring, and I get it. But I also like his older stuff, like um, before he kind of grew his dreads out and got so woke that it's like <laughs> the music just slowed down. It's like dad rap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Outkast. You know, I really love Outkast too. Outkast is great. Still listen to them. Yeah. I love Anderson Pack and TD stuff. and Dungeon Family? Kendrick. Yeah. That's Dungeon awesome. Family's cool. 3-6 is good. I like 3-6 is dope. 3-6 Mafia, that's the jam. You, you're like, listen mm-hmm. to you, Ted. You're a, you're a well-cultured, well-traveled man. And I'm, I'm I impressed. That, but... I mean, dude, <laughs> I'm a you're... a Florida cracker is what I am. Whatever, dude. Now you, <laughs> but now you live in the hills of Montana, and you've been there for quite some time. What brought you all the way to Montana? Yeah, that's a good question. That was good leaving, Bob. He's a professional. <laughs> uh, Tim Daniel kind of led me here. Really? The Tim Daniel. Yeah. More or less. I mean, yeah, more or less. I was living in Boulder and I uh, uh, was drawing comics less and less because the cost of living was so much. Mm-hmm. I was working like bartending, the catering and working down on Pearl Street, downtown Boulder. And I was drawing less and less and working these other jobs just to get by. And my lease is up and I was like, I, I, I can't stay here because I see my dream. Like getting farther and farther away you know and i was just i was just i've been working with tim for like a couple of years mm-hmm. on little projects here and there and doing pitches and whatnot and uh uh he's like hey man you should check, check out missoula it's uh just like boulder except it's cheaper and smaller and the people are way more chill uh so i was like sure why not i'll give it a shot it was just me and my dog shula at the time that's and, awesome uh, packed up my civic and came out here and found a place to live and rest is history so how long have you been in montana eight eight years uh, wow wow that's so you were there before the nazis got there and shit then right like (laughs) not the nazis predated me here okay i didn't know i didn't know i thought the nazis was like a recent phenomenon in montana in montana (laughs) yeah no no it's like it's like little berlin Well, I mean, Missoula is like the, the little socialist pocket, you know. So oh, it's that's like, cool. Okay. So it's Bernie, and you know, it's really lefty. It's a college town, and uh, but it's still Montana. You know, you got you're surrounded by the Bitterroot and other areas, or people like way more, you know, right leaning and red, and then some of them are extreme, you know. And then mm-hmm. of course you got Idaho, which is right there, which is Idaho. This is Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're around, but you know, it's also like Montana's type, also the type of place where people more or less leave each other alone yeah you know like you do your thing i do my thing i imagine it's like call the wild like just people (laughs) prospecting for gold with their trusty dog and 
going through the hills of Montana. <laughs> Trying to find that Yukon gold? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was all, wasn't that just in the, wasn't that just in Sarah? It's like so he thinks we're like the uh, like the 49ers are a football team. Right? Yes. Like, yep. thinks, everybody looks like everybody looks like Yukon Cornelius. We're talking like this. Your old weird prospectors <laughs> waiting to find some yeah, gold. No, dude. <laughs> he thinks, he we have thinks, internet, we have electricity, we have cars. No. No, we talked about on the last like podcast. Really small, the, the internet moose is a real thing. Yeah, last podcast we talked to you, your internet sucks. So this is a recent phenomenon for Montana. So don't give me that bullshit. You're I like was living in a bad spot. Yeah, but you I were saying Montana for that. You can put that on me. That was where I was living. Because right, you were saying like, well, I'll go to the grocery store and we could do the. It's like we're not going to interview with the grocery store. They got good internet at the general store. He was going to go there and he's like, I can get a shovel and yeah. some internet. <laughs> Get a pickaxe. I gotta go up to a water <laughs> pipe and I gotta clang the water pipe yeah. four times hey. to let him know to turn the internet on. Get one of those grates and look for some gold dust. I <laughs> <laughs> see some internet in this dustpan. <laughs> so you um so you moved to Montana to pursue your comic dream. How's that working out for you? Yeah, well, I came here. Tim was working at the university, and uh, we had talked about me getting a job there, either in the like the art, art, art or graphic design department or like use my bartending uh, uh, experience to work in like the food and beverage. It's just so I could have a job with benefits till the comics paid off. So I wouldn't have to be working, you know, 60 hours a week bartending somewhere. Mm -hmm. I could just do like a nine to five or whatever. So that was the plan. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm making enough in comics to like pay my bills. So when I got here, uh, I went to the human resources department and went through all that stuff. And halfway through it, they had a hiring freeze. So I was like, Fuck, what am I gonna do? So yeah, so, but then all of a sudden, I, my comic career just kind of started taking off. I started getting more gigs, and I raised my rates because uh, I was drawing all the time because I didn't have a job. So I was just living off my savings and and uh, drawing. That's and awesome. I got so much better. Yeah, I got so much better, and I started getting more work. And you know, my bills being lower, I sold my car, got rid of my car because you can take the bus here and walk around town or bike. That's so cool. Lowered my expenses down to just like the essentials, you know real minimalist you know just my rent and my utilities and my phone and and food in my stomach and that's all you know that's all i'm gonna pay for that's awesome and then uh things started building because i started drawing more you know and the more i was drawing the better i got so the more attention i got and the more gigs i got the more people i met you know know, so what was like your first so was your first big break the book you did with vault was the um uh uh, Deuce of Hearts was that like your first big published work, or were there other things before that? I did an indie book in Florida that brought uh, that was the first got picked up by a small little indie publisher called Renaissance, and that really didn't go anywhere. But it kind of got kept me got me going, and it was Mike Spicer and I's first time working in comics. Oh, he's a great guy. Together, he's a great like, guy. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, like, and then like uh. Yeah, Mike's great. He's my brother. Um, and like the first big published thing, yeah, I guess. Well, Karma Police probably. That's right. That. That's right. Because you did yeah. Karma Police first with Vault, and then you no, did. Well, no. Initially, we did it. it no, initially, Chris and I did it. Yeah, yeah, we did it Kickstarter and Comics Experience because Chris was part of Comics. Experience. Oh, that's cool. Chris, Chris, Chris Lewis. Lewis, the writer. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the initial plan was to go through IDW because they had that whole uh comics experience idw partnership mm-hmm. set up and then like you know right in the middle of that like 
we were starting to progress with that. Well, that deal fell through for whatever reason. So we're kind of left with like all these pages, like almost an issue and a half worth, worth of comic. It was like a four issue series. And we're like, what are we gonna do with it? And Chris was like, well, let's just kickstart it and I'll pay you, pay, pay you out of pocket to finish it. So we did that. And then Vault uh, it was interested in it and purchased the rights to it. That's awesome. Uh, for the relaunch, for, for their initial launch. So it was one of their first titles. Like, That's cool. Launch, uh, the first wave, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Nice. And then I did Deuce over there too. Nice. Yeah. And so, so yeah. and you've got big news that you can't share, but we know, but you got big news, but you can't share it, but you know that you got big news, which is nice, right? You know what I know. I know, know. and Kevin knows. I know. And you know, but nobody listening <laughs> know. knows what we're talking about. Wait, nobody they can know. know. They yeah, can't they, yet. Nobody can know. It's, it's, it's one of those deep, dark comic secrets. Which is my favorite. They got to sit on for almost a year. Which is, my, which is my favorite part of comics, too, because like when you're bullshitting with guys at the shows or, and I mean guys genderless, like I'm just saying people, but when you're bullshitting with people at their table and you're like, so what are you working on? That I can't talk about I it. I can't talk about it. It's yeah. like, yeah. some half it's, the time. It's kind of silly to sound. It is like, like you're a fucking spy working for like the CIA. Yeah, who gives a fuck? It's comics. Like <laughs> it's com- it's confidential. I can't say. It's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so weird. it's like who the fuck do you think you are? Like no, I want to tell you. I really do. And it's like you tell people in private though because you yeah. know you talk with your friends and you all know what you're all working on, but you can't really talk about it publicly. You know, which is like I get it. I mean, it's fun because half wanna, the like, ha- half the businesses. Oh, I can't really say. And then the other half of business is motherfuckers hanging from the rafters. I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I went from that because I was working on like indie stuff, like, you know, doing it almost basically DIY with people like with you guys and David Crispino and, and even like Chris Lewis and all the other projects I work on. It's like indie publishing, creator, you know, self-published, crowdfunded. So you want to get the word out. You want to talk it up. You want to like, be sharing artwork all the time and then you start working on a project where the company and you can't say anything and it's like i'm so used to you know showing my butt on the internet like all the time with work, you know? <laughs> what a butt you can't show any of it it's like thanks yeah <laughs> you can't show any can't of it at all cheap. right you can't show, can't show anything no I've, i've a little teasers out there but I, I, i'm really coy about it and i don't say what it's for uh, it's, i can say it's a it's with writer aubrey citizen i'll say that he big time he's he, he, you, you guys are on word bros. You guys are like the Laurel and Hardy because he's got lots of hair and you got no hair. So it's like it's like yin and yang of haircuts <laughs> yeah. with you and Audrey. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a good dude. And I think he's shorter than me. I'm five eight. So he's shorter than you? I think so, yeah. Wow. Really he's working on a comic with Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> with Tiny E, remember Aubrey. that <laughs> Saturday Night Live sketch, Tiny L. <laughs> That's for a tiny E. Yeah. yeah. Hey, baby. Hey. Look at Tony Elvis. <laughs> hey, man, look at that thing over there. That's so no big. Way, Tony Elvis. Yeah, everything's so big. No way, Tiny Elvis can climb on that dashboard. He's in the car. It's yeah. the cage. I remember, yeah. Tiny Elvis yeah. is a great sketch. That's like a sleeper Saturday Night Live sketch. Tiny Elvis. Oh, man, look how big that thing is. Oh, it's so big. Look how big that thing is, man. I was just talking about, uh, remember, you remember, uh, I I can't do my drawings when I got my prune hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Simon. Yeah, he's Mike Myers, Simon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, my name is Simon. The top to do, do drawings. drawings. <laughs> I got my prune hands. Yeah. Ooh. That's when SNL was wonderful because you had you had Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, and say say what you want. 
But to me, this is just me, because when I was a kid, Phil Hartman was the greatest cast member of Saturday Night Live who ever lived. Yeah. Like, hands down. Phil Hartman was the greatest, yeah, the greatest all time of everything, you know? He was I kid. think he you was. can point to the Simpsons trajectory from after he died to kind of slowly sinking yeah. into the ocean because he did every, he was great on that show phil hartman is fucking amazing news radio is great like Dude, yeah he made everything he did i yeah. mean he made, wasn't he in coneds yeah i believe yes. he, was, he was in everything yeah he made coneds he's brilliant man every time he was in something you're like he's just so versatile and he knew like his pocket you know like he would do impressions and he would know like like just what pocket to sit in he wouldn't overdo it yeah <laughs> Do you, do, it was just the, the genius. Do you remember his um his he, it was him, uh, he was Frankenstein, and then they had yeah. Tonto, yeah. and then and then somebody, bad. and they did a talk <laughs> show, and it was yeah. Yeah. and all Phil Hartman yeah. did was go fire bad, <laughs> and yeah. he killed and it. Ta- John Lovitz was Tonto. Yeah, yeah that's kind of that's problematic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to do the John Lovitz so. at the time though. <laughs> choice <laughs> that, was, that was the 80s right that was like late 80s early yeah 90s. late 80s so, early 90s yeah. yeah we used to my parents when i was a little kid my parents would videotape it and then we'd watch it every sunday morning so that was part of our ritual was like get up dad and i would go to the newspaper store you know back then we had stores that just sold newsprint we would, get, <laughs> we would get a newspaper and i would get i would sit on the spinner rack and get comics and then we would go feed ducks at a lake and then we'd go home and watch saturday night live with mom and eat like brunch or whatever and that would be the sunday and then that sounds wonderful home. That, that, yeah, it was, that's uh, awesome. good times man good memories now what would you pull off the spinner rack when little oh, little, little tony gregory would go to the newspaper yeah. store your favorite batman your favorite sure. all right okay. anything with batman was just like he i, I was all about batman so if he just it was like batman and the outsiders and he was just on the cover and like in one panel in the book <laughs> i'd buy it and i would just and, and you just had like it. 20 pages of metamorpho <laughs> Well, that's what they used to do yeah. back in the day, man. They would do that with yeah. shit with Wolverine. They would do that shit with Batman. They would do that shit with Spider-Man because I would buy anything that had Spider-Man on it. So, like, I would buy sure. just random issues of the Fantastic Four because they're Spider-Man and he'd show up in, like, four panels and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, and talk that's to Johnny it. Storm about something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Johnny. So Johnny has- Storm was having, like, girl, girl problems. He's like, Peter, I don't know what to do. And Peter swings by and sits by a rooftop with him for, like, three panels. And they eat a sandwich and that's Spider-Man. Yeah, it's awesome though, right? Yeah, it yeah. works totally. That was before like everything got so, uh, you know, crossover heavy with all the. It was like when a crossover, when a character would appear in another book, it would be like a big deal. You're like, holy shit, Thor's gonna be in this X Men book. Like, Thor's never in an X Men book. How? <laughs> it'd be on the there, cover. Like, oh. Yeah, he'd be on the cover, and be like, "What are the X Men yeah. gonna do about Thor?" And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it's like a silhouette of his his hammer or his helmet, like. Oh, what Marvel super you know superheroes make surprise cameo in this book? And you see the silhouette of his hammer. And you're like, oh, it's it's Thor, man. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be Thor. Now, um, I think I can kind of tell because you post your commission sometimes that you are a Batman guy because those Batman's that you do in the vein of Dark Knight Returns are just like spot on. Like, is that your Batman? Is that your specific vision of Batman? I, well, I wouldn't call him spot on, but. <laughs> but yeah, it's the best I can do. <laughs> I'd say my, my, my Batman would be a mix of like DKR with a little bit of Paul Pope 100. Okay. In there. Okay. Uh, like when I do the, if you do, you know, if someone asks for a Dark Knight, like a Frank Miller DKR commission, I'll try to like, you know, stick to the 
design of the character in the book and just add a little bit of my flavor to it. But like, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the, I guess that's a sign of like a, an artist that's interesting and fun though. Like somebody who has their take on all these characters. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I think I'm slowly like gaining more and more of that voice. Now I've only been doing this for eight years full time. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm older physically. I'm, I'm in my mid forties. I feel like creatively, I'm still kind of young. I'm still like kind of finding my voice a little bit. Mm -hmm. So um, I find like every commission I do and every book I do and every drawing I do, like I see more and more of it. So like I, I'm doing a Doctor Strange commission right now. Uh, he's playing chess with Dormammu uh, with like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, That's great. The, and yeah, and the, Vince, and the, and the uh, Doctor Strange I do is kind of like a young Vincent Price. You know, that's awesome. I think that's what they were kind of going for, though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he sure. kind of, yeah, he kind of looks like Vincent he's got Price. really handsome, though. You know, he's got really, oh, yeah. really handsome. Like, Vincent Price was handsome, but he's also had that like ghoulish kind of creepy look to him. To him. Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's, he's the widow's yeah. Well, you can tell what they're doing. Like, look at the Fantastic Four book that's out now. He, fucking Reed Richards looks just like Jim from The Office. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I seen it. Dude. He's got a beard. There was the rumor going around that, really? like, that, yeah. that, that, that Jim from The Office was going to play him in the movie. And so, then his wife oh, is going to yeah. be the Invisible Girl. Yeah. The Invisible. So, like, Krasinski? Yeah. Invisible yeah, Woman. John Straczynski, I think. So, like, if you look at the first couple issues of that book when the relaunch he looks like fucking Jim from The Office. He's got I even, a beard and everything. Yeah, yeah. I even showed it to my wife because we're big Office fans, and she was like, "That's Jim," and I was like, "No shit, right?" Like, so they kind of. I mean, you remember the first time you saw the Samuel Jackson Sam Fury? Yeah, they even brought they brought it up in the book. It was in the Ultimates. Yeah, the first time I saw yeah. that. Yeah, no, and, yeah, he's, and he's like, "That's wow, they're gonna make a movie." You knew right away, like. They're making a movie. There's yeah. no reason they would draw Nick Fury looking like Sam Jackson. Well, the well, the funny part is the dialogue in that book is, oh uh, yeah. Uh, Who would you have play in the movie? Yeah. Uh, Sam, just definitely Sam Jackson. It's got to be Sam Jackson. So I mean, like, yeah, they were doing it. It was all, it was all part of their master. I hope, plan. like, for me, Fantastic Four would be great. A great film adaptation would be like, uh, like, um, the last Spider-Man movie, the animated one. Uh, oh, I don't know. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you did like a Fantastic Four but animated and it was kind of like '60s throwbacky type that'd be of cool vibe to it, you know, like, I think that'd be super cool. Like Burn Meets Hickman, <laughs> the, the, the Fantastic yeah, Four verse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one thing they yeah, need yeah. to do, I've but always like said, with that with that with that that vibe to it, you know, but like almost animation is a little little retro too, you know. Like the jet looks like the feel. Jetsons or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not really, but kind of. You know? yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like what that's what made the, what is kind of uh, endearing about the Fantastic Four is the era that it was created in and like the vibe and how groovy shit was back then. You know, <laughs> not you know what I mean. I wasn't alive, but not that old. But you know what no, I mean? Yeah. Like the '60s vibe and like when they when you bring it to modern times, it's like to me like a Fantastic Four would be the perfect group that like like gets frozen in time and gets thought out in the present time, you know, mm -hmm. and they're still like these sixties type characters not, hey personalities man. in the modern world. Work on that, that shit. Dope. You get it done. The, the thing that I would like, and I've always said this about the fantastic four movie. If, to me, it's just doom. If doom stinks, your movies yeah. stink. And I think yes. we've, kind yeah. of proven, we've kind of proven that twice that like, if doom sucks, the film's going to suck. You got to get your doom right. 
because that's a crazy thing, right? Because he's the most interesting character out of that whole group. Yes. To me. Like, Doom Very much like, so. I love Doom. He's Doom. Lunatic and asshole. He's just perfect. But, but in his mind, everything he's doing is correct. Like it's, yeah. He's the hero. Yeah, that's why it's perfect. He's the hero. That's why he's wonderful. Yeah. It's for me, the Fantastic <laughs> Four is Doom and Ben Grimm. And it, the rest yeah, of Yeah, if them, you get Ben Grimm right, you're doing yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Reed Richards just has to be an asshole, and that's not hard to do. Yeah. He's, he's kind of yeah. an asshole. He is an asshole. Yeah, he ignores his wife. He, he's arrogant. He but I mean, if I was the he's smartest. He's really guy smart, and he knows it. Yeah. Yeah, but then, yeah. But then you got to have some humility. Otherwise, you just turn into. Reed Richards? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reed Richards, yeah. Yeah. So Tony, we we somehow tricked you into working with us not once but on two separate occasions. We did. Yeah. Uh, you you uh, you worked on a story for the Ninja Nun anthology. Congratulations! It's been uh, funded in less than. Uh, Congratulations to you guys. No, no, that's. I guys. mean, you no, did all the hard no, work. No, no. You did the heavy lifting, sir. Yeah. No, I just drew eight pages. There's so much more. What great eight pages though? They look fantastic. They're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. But you know, we really Josh wrote a great story, and Josh killed it. And you yeah, Josh is a really good colorist, man. He he smashed it. And for yeah, once, Josh we edited Taz, which was which <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of work to do for us. No, he's good. He's good at what he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he knows what he's doing. That Josh. Yeah. He's a good we, guy, man. He's cool. We said yeah. we were gonna get. Yeah. We said we were gonna get revenge on him in, in the edits, and then there was nothing to do, and he was like, "Ah, no, you won't." <laughs> there was a couple things. It was a couple. Th- I did throw a couple things at him. I twirled my mustache and went foiled again. <laughs> it was good, but uh, but that, that that thing looks fuck great, me, man. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you did a really good job on those pages, man. They look really awesome. So thank you. Well, thanks. Thanks for bringing me on, man. It was fun. Of course. It was fun, Dude, especially like happened like right at, right around the pandemic and the book I was working on got put on pause and I was like, ah, oh, damn, I was working on this book and I have all this creative energy. What am I going to do? And then I tweeted out, I think I tweeted out or I hit you guys up saying that, you know, I had time and you're like, well, we got this eight pager for Ninja Nuns. Do you want to draw it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to draw it. I, didn't even, I don't think I even asked it. Then I asked how much you were paying me. And then, <laughs> yeah, of course I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first story, like because we said we were going to do it, and then um, Chaz had asked if he could do one, and we were like, "Of course you can do one." And he was like, "Really?" And I, we were like, "Yeah, dude, of course." And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna." And then legit, like the next day, I think he had it. Am I yes, wrong? Chaz, yeah. Chaz is such a nerd. He finished his. He was like, "Oh, I'll get you that script by Tuesday," and I had it Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah. At like twelve oh one a.m. Here's your script. I was like, "Wow, Chaz, it's, you're it's real... the total opposite of working with us." You're a real nerd. Because <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we'll have that script Tuesday." <laughs> oh, you meant? I thought you meant this. T- no, no, not this Tuesday. The oh. next Tuesday after this. I thought Kevin was doing that. I yeah, I thought Bob. Know. Bob was. Bob was supposed to be on that one part. Like that's not me. So that's Bob's I mean, calling him a teacher's pet. Yeah. Look at you turning your work in on time. All right, now what a uh, nerd. Now we're all great on a curve, buddy. like put off the gas (laughs) so yeah man so i wish we could talk about what you were doing because from what it seems and what it sounds like it's going to be because your boy keeps posting and tweeting little things about it that it's like filthy and disgusting and terrible and like i have no idea what this book is going to be and it just sounds like it's going to be awesome yeah some people are going to think it's awesome i'm sure and i'm sure some people are going to hate it with a passion and you know that's kind of what you want. You want, you know, as long as people aren't indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> Indifference. I, I, I think it's funny. It's as hilarious. A, it's a hilarious book. The script is amazing. And Aubrey, Aubrey writes amazing tight scripts. 
as like cre- Chaz, I mean, he knows what he's doing. It's not us, though. As not- as as a creative, <laughs> though, <laughs> as, as a creative, though, I think indifference is the worst thing that can happen, right? Like, do you do yeah. you have a similar feeling? I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd rather yeah, somebody hate it or love it than than be meh. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if somebody passionately hates it that much, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I watch bad movies, right? Every Sunday night, I get with my friends on a Zoom and we, we'll pick one bad movie and we watch it. So it's anything from like a Neil Breen movie to like Italian Star Wars or uh, last last Sunday we watched Tiptoes, which is like an early 2000s rom-com with Matthew McConaughey. That sounds terrible. Kate Beckinsale. It's terrible because it's about little people and Gary Oldman plays a little person. He's walking around on his knees the whole movie. It's fucking uncomfortable. Oh, man. Peter Dinklage is in it and he has a really bad French accent. He plays like this socialist little person, radical, who's got a booze and drug problem. It's Patricia no, Arquette's you... in it. She wears like a jean miniskirt. Same outfit through the whole movie and the movie takes place over like years. And she like, wears the same fucking outfit in every scene. You're like, did you know that she's gonna change her clothes? How do you think Peter? Uh, how do you think Peter felt during this film when he's an actual little person and Gary Oldman just walking around on his knees well, pretending? Like, how does? I wonder how that well, in the trailer. One of my friends. One of my friends. The trailer is worse than the movie itself. No, no, I'm saying like how that went in like the tr- like in the cafeteria well, when they all hung out. So I'll tell you, like my friend, my one of my friends who, who watches it with us. He's a he works he's a journalist at the newspaper here he's an entertainment editor so he like you know he geeks out on that sort of stuff so like like every movie that we watch he'll like do a deep dive about like info on it and whatever and he and i guess the movie that we watch was 90 minutes but there's a two-hour director's cut of it peter dinklage said peter well listen this peter dinklage said the director's cut's a beautiful movie right and as watching the 90 minute one you can see how they were trying to what they were trying to do like some real progressive uh stuff in the film itself you know, as you're watching it, you're like, mm-hmm. wow, it's for 2003. This is kind of uh, progressive, you know, and they're trying really hard, but it's also kind of clunky. And then you're like, well, if there's like 30 more minutes of this movie that they cut out, like, because it, it's kind of ends wonky and it kind of gets paced weird in spots. And knowing that there's like a longer cut, it's one of those films where you watch it. Like, there's probably yeah, a whole bunch of this movie that they took out that would make scenes, like it would make, it would make sense more, you know, mm-hmm. like a Batman v Superman scenario where you're like, why the fuck would he go straight to do that? Like, they, they cut out these little these little scenes that are integral to the whole plot of the story, or the whole movie, thinking they're like, well, we're just going to trim it down because it had bad test results with audiences. And then the movie they put out was like this wonky, like, let's hurry up and finish it type of thing, you know? <laughs> and then this movie, it was like, imagine they cut out a bunch of really cool shit because at the end, like the way it ends, you're like, I didn't see that coming. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm talking way too much about this horrible movie. Whatever, dude. <laughs> it, it, it We're talking about, like, being indifference about art. Yeah. So, like, but, yeah, like I was saying, like, I watched that. And, like, this is a train wreck, but I kind of enjoyed watching it. So, I maybe I'd rather make a comic that was a train wreck that people would enjoy reading than, like, a comic that's just kind of like a, oh, fuck. That makes sense. You know? Like, yeah. This is not, I don't even care one way or the other. Like, the colors are boring. The art is kind of stale. And the story is just kind of, like, I can either see where it's going or it's you know, like too talky, right? you know, so <laughs> that was a dig book. I don't care. I mean, I hope you have a conductor's hat, Tony, because you made two comics with us, so get ready for that train wreck, baby. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Just wait. Wait. Just wait. It ain't, it ain't here yet. <laughs> just wait. 
just wait. Well, Tony, um, you are one of the good ones. You're a good follow on social media. If I want to follow you on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, how can I, how can I find you? Um, on Twitter, I'm at Tony Gregori. And Instagram is Tony Gregori, but Tony is spelled uh, T-O-E-K-N-E-E. -E, so like Tony. Tony. Very clever. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I think actually it says Dory Gregori right now. So yeah, well, that, I changed my name because, uh, yeah, because I can't really share what I'm working on right now. Because so. your, do your dog is the most talented fucking artist I've ever seen, like, for a dog. <laughs> she she does art. great art, yeah. I mean, Amazing. we're comics. hiring her for the next book. I'm sorry you're fired, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why we did the podcast. True. We're hiring your dog. It's a great gimmick. If only, it, if only like, we could put our dogs to work and then we wouldn't have to go to work, that would be a life. <laughs> My dog wouldn't do shit. We have a pug. He would be struggling to breathe. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go to work. I don't want to deliver these chips. <laughs> work is dumb. Work is dumb. <laughs> Where's the food? Well, congrats is. on the Ninja Nuns, guys. That shit got funded in a day. That's crazy. No, no. Congrats to you, sir. You helped out. It's not like, I mean, because with us, it's just words it's just, on a page. It's, yeah, our, it our, our part's kind of easy. Yeah, it's the of. artwork I mean, and stuff that makes it work. And so thank you. When are you going to show those covers off from Liana and Jason? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, know. we tweeted them out. Yeah, I don't know. They're stretch goals. We're going to stick them in the book of stretch goals. Those are going to be the scout Smart. covers that, that, we're, that we use for um the, the direct diamond, market yeah. yeah so we're gonna have dan's cover as like the kickstarter exclusive we're gonna put liana and jason's covers in the book as stretch goals and then we're gonna do something else that we've talked about as a stretch goal which i'm pretty excited about too yeah so yeah. i yeah. think that's yeah, it's, su dope. I'm, it's super sneaky like i'm really excited about it because well, swashbuckling action well, I mean, because Possibly, we, yes. we've been working on this Dust Pirate book together, um, Tony, for, myself, mm -hmm. and Kevin. Um, mm -hmm. For a while now. And we've got it. We've got yeah. these pages. And we, <laughs> we wanted to pitch it, but it's just like the industry just stopped. So we just had these pages. So it's like, why not stick it in the book as like a preview? Because if we have to kickstart it, then we can show it to the audience that would probably back it anyway. So it's yeah, like, a, it's totally. a little preview. It's a good idea. It wasn't just yeah, the industry. It's like a great idea. Had, we got we got busy with uh with the metal shark bro two stuff too yeah well you know and then we were and then we had to sure. like we had to like sure. take care of that first and then we after we sure. finished that we were like we'll get, we're gonna do this next and then we were like well wait we should do these ninja nuns next because it's actually it's well, actually around the end of the it's end it's end of the it's at the end of, and also if you're doing metal shark two it kind of makes sense to go ninja nuns next well yeah. metal shark metal shark today is you know? the first day it's available in shops Today Ooh. is the first day it's available. People should pick it up. Are you? Got, am I gonna? Should I expect one in the mail? You, you can you can expect one if you want one. <laughs> if, you, if you want one, you'll one. get one. Yeah, yeah, who are you? I love the first one. Your man's in them, Tony. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, it's kind of it's a good idea though to put the shorts like a short in the back because like I think for the Dark Horse book we're gonna run. Oh, fuck. <gasps> I'll edit that out. <laughs> okay, cool. For the, for the for other the book. book, yeah. The other book, the Aubrey yeah. Citizen book, we're going to. Uh, have a short in the back of it for one of Aubrey's other uh, projects. That's cool. So, I mean, you might as well, dude. It's your book. Do what you want with it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Why, if you advertise for yourself, I mean, why not? I guess yeah. That's, 
It makes total sense. And again, you're you're giving stuff that you might put on Kickstarter later to people who back books on Kickstarter. So it's like you're actually giving previews to an audience that is more than likely going to back your stuff. So why not? It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, and, you're the hit them up and, anyway. <laughs> and it's done. Like, and it's and, done. You and know? it's also yeah, easier it's than totally. shouting into the void yeah. to get your Kickstarter. Yeah. Like, oh, like we, like we always have to do on, I always have to send, say something on social media because someone's like, someone always invariably tweets at me and is like, man, you've been pushing the crap out of this book. And I'm like, well, because I have to. Like, if there was like, yeah, well, better comics people... marketing, then I wouldn't have to. But there's not. No, you don't... And I don't know what gets through your filter. So I'm just going to keep on telling you about it until you back it or tell me or just mute me for 30 days. You have, <laughs> yeah, I don't, those I are don't your choices. Feel... <laughs> Except, yeah, if somebody's promoting online, I don't really ever feel a way about it. You know, unless they're like, I don't like it when people anonymously will DM you about something or unsolicited. Oh, I like, hate DM that. You thing. Like, here's my Kickstarter, like, support it, spread it. I'm like, I don't even know you. Or, like, we don't have a friendship where we don't talk. We never talk. You hit me up out of the blue to, like, to give you money. Thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or to promote your thing. Like, we're not even tight like that. Like, like I don't know you. Like, why you don't talk to me for any other reason except to, like, help promote your shit? Yeah. That doesn't, that's not, I would never do that to somebody, you know? That's so, really like, funny. Totally. Yeah. But like, I don't, if somebody's on there and they're promoting too much and I don't want to hear it, I just mute them. And I'm like, well, you know, no big deal. No ill will, you know, and I'll unmute them later on. When it's uh, over. When they're done. Yeah. It's over, you know? Yeah. Because I unmute half the people I follow anyway, because like, it's just get bar with, with so much stuff. It's like, you know, I can't, you can't take it all in. No, it's Otherwise, true. Otherwise, like, I'm, I would just get off, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, it's I need true. it for work. And, I, and like every more, even more like, you know, for news and, and current events like it's good to be on stuff like twitter because you can find out when something happens right away so like you don't want to get off of it because it's kind of vital now in a way but like that's true also like it's toxic and it's like we our brains aren't meant to handle all this information so like you kind of have to filter out your your timeline right so that makes sense buddy I, You're right. like the, fuck that person who reached out to you to say that you're promoting too much Oh, it was it was a while ago. It was a while ago. It was Are funny. Bills? It was Are funny. they making these comics? Fuck them. <laughs> Whoever you are, fuck you. <laughs> Mind your own damn business. That's awesome. They they were just like it was all the Twitter like and and, and I think Bobby said something too is when we were doing the first Metal Shark Pro and they're like, G, and it said something like Jesus like J E E Z U S like not again and I was like uh yeah again. Actually, and, <laughs> tom- what- and tomorrow too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fucker, unfucking follow. Who fucking like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, it's your Twitter account. You do whatever you want. You know. Hell you're not yeah. Person, you're not- like, I see these people like quote tweeting like comic skate shit, trying to dunk on it. I'm like, well, you're just promoting their shit. So like, you're. Re- I see people who never promote anybody's shit, and then they'll just like quote tweet comic skate shit, thinking they're making fun of it, but they're helping spread their fucking shit out there. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, why are you doing that? You're doing their job for them. And you think you're being slick, but you're just too stupid to realize that you're you're you're, you're doing a service. It's true. I think the best way to com- to combat them, like. the best way to com- combat the comics gay stuff is just put positive stuff about the people you like stuff up there. So like a lot of the time, yeah, I mean that's that's the best way just to make the world better, right? No, you're right. Because because for the most part, like the, the for me with comics comics gay, like if if they're just doing nasty negative things. The best thing we all can do is stay positive and support each other. It's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, well said. And also, like, everyone has their own relationship with it. Like, we're straight white guys, so we haven't been attacked by them. So, like, mm, that's true. You know, I understand true. people who have, I understand people who've been attacked by them wanting to lash out and attack back. 
And I would never be like, you shouldn't do that or whatever. You know, there's everyone should handle it differently. But like, you know, I also think you gotta be careful just to not like help spread their message inadvertently, you know, because that's no, I feel what you do sometimes, you know? Yeah. If you want to point out somebody and call them a fuckbag, like, oh, you think Matt Skyber's a piece of shit. You're like, yeah, that fucking guy is a fucking turd. You know, I don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong with saying that. But like, don't go sharing their stupid fucking lame ass frog book or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> like, a piece of trash that they're. That's awesome. Uh, lame ass frog book. A lame ass frog book. It's just so lame. <laughs> well, I mean, you right? can't you can't get any more. Uh... Guy had one idea in his whole life, and he's fucking. he's like he's like the he's like the earth 2 version of bob and i just in one guy because his his was a shitty frog and ours is a shitty shark hey hey no 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 you guys are doing pirates you guys are doing nuns you guys told me other you're doing werewolves i mean we do lots of crazy things kevin and i are just we just we just write grindhouse like exploitation comics that's all we do like if you go back and look at the the grindhouse genres it's just it's nuns and werewolves and fucking <laughs> pirates. Just, yeah, we just run the gauntlet. That's all we're doing. We're just writing seventies yeah. grindhouse shit. Pam Greer <laughs> as a mummy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah, like that's, that's what we want out of life. Biker gang, biker gang snacks. Uh, I don't think we've done that. We yet. haven't done a biker gang thing yet. No, we haven't had any um, biker idea. Like I mean, truckers. I feel like what like truckers or something. <laughs> Like, um that's, that's a good one though like but like a car book yeah 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 something like yeah. that we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there. metal shark bro has a possessed uh, el camino or fucking camaro or something <laughs> so it's like christine meets <laughs> we're getting there we're working on it we're working. trans am oh we're fuck, yeah we also do b horror movies because we did a b horror movie script that we never got to put in anything so if we keep going we might we might have somebody draw that because really? we did a yeah, we did a B. When, when when did we do that? That B horror. A couple movie years script? ago, it's about yeah. giant mosquitoes. Yeah, so we did a. It was like it was it was inspired. <laughs> it was inspired by them. So we were like we were talking about what if we did this and it's like this and it and it makes this social commentary and we're like yeah okay we'll do yes. that so we did it. And then, I was and about to say really you can put some really cool social commentary. About we like did fucking bloodsuckers, right? Yeah. No, bloodsuckers. it's it's everything. It's like it's weird. It's a weird. That's it's a, a great weird name. story. Giant bloodsuckers. That's a fucking. <laughs> I think we called it Skeeters. Something like that. It was yeah. fun. Skeeters. Well, because we, oh, we, ro- we wrote it for um, it was for like an anthology book. And you know how anthologies never come together. So like, it's somebody will have an idea like, oh, I want to do an anthology about the kaiju i think it was yeah, yeah or you know um just any off you know i want to do a paul uh, uh, i want to do an anthology with stories that are based on the songs of paul westerberg and you're like i love paul <laughs> westerberg cool that sounds fun like let's do it let's do it and then it just never comes together because only like 17 people listen to fucking paul westerberg yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he have a nice didn't he wear nice scarves too didn't yeah he was with uh he was with the replacements back in the day i love him yeah, yeah but like so you write this great script and then nothing happens to it and you're like what the fuck well that kind of happened with this skeeter thing like we wrote this cool script and it's just like oh that's stupid the thing just fell apart and, and we went especially like different because because we we're when we were talking about what we should do it was like well everybody's gonna be doing like giant monsters fighting robots and like doing this and doing that like why don't we just like go the opposite direction and do like like a giant monster that's like 
a monster movie monster, yeah. Yeah. but not like a monster movie where there's another big thing fighting it. And yeah. it's just, yeah, so like, let's go. I'm sure you've seen the old, if you're a fan of bad movies, Tony, you know the movies that we're talking about, like the bugs that are basically like, just shot on a screen <laughs> and people are reacting yeah, to the screen. like swinging. Yeah. yeah. I love shit like that. So. <laughs> like, like, yeah. and, and there was them that we talked about, the yeah. ant movie. Uh, back there's a whole yeah, bunch of movies. Or whatever. Yeah. So we, yeah, that, that was what we, that's the what the we used. perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Where, where they're like, eh, and the ant is actually just like this, like claymation thing. And That'd it makes, be a cool like, comic. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a really cool comic. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, this, did, you, did you guys watch Fast of Night? I have not seen that. No, what's that? Oh, man, I recommend it. It's a Amazon Prime, I think, Amazon movie. Well, it's on Amazon. It was made independently. It's uh, it's about alien abduction. It's a million dollar budget. It's beautiful. It takes, it's awesome. takes, takes What's like, it called again? Vast of Night. Vast of Night. Okay, I'm Vast. I, we, we yeah, have Vast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd recommend it. It's beautiful, and like you could just tell like the love and care they put into it, and just the creativity to like do what they did on the budget that they had. Like, well, it's like tension and. Dude, watch the old Evil Dead movie. driven, you know? Watch the second Evil Dead movie. Like, when I was in college and I wanted to be a filmmaker, I would just sit around my apartment at night watching the Evil Dead with the commentary just to learn how Sam Raimi did all that stuff. Because, I mean, he was doing this on nothing, on, like, you know, on a grocery. A shoestring. Yeah, Yeah, a shoestring. You know, and he would make these fucking great, gory movies, and you're like, how is he doing this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So you can really kind of, yeah, you can really kind of learn things, like reverse engineer things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So How they they do this. There's one shot in in that Vest of Night movie where they, because it takes place in, like, a small town, and, like, I think it's New Mexico, and it takes place in the 50s. So it's, like, the night of this, like, I think it's a basketball game or something in this high school in the 50s and there's this tracking shot where they basically track through the entire town like oh that's cool going through the town and basically i found that they did it is they gave some kid on his uh hit a bike or whatever uh, a camera and they just sent him and he just drove around the town on his on his bike or whatever and they really low and filmed it you know just booking it you know i know that's crazy yeah and he pulled right into like the the basketball game you know it's like it's really long take yeah yeah yeah. that sounds awesome it's all eerie and shit you know because it's at night and it's New yeah. Mexico and there's the whole ufo phenomena hanging over the entire movie that's cool so, yeah it's super cool all right tony well um we're super excited to have you on you're a wonderful dude follow you on social media good luck to all your stuff i'm glad your comic dreams are coming true hopefully we'll see you like in real life somewhere someday that would be fun um that'd be nice we look forward be. if we ever get to leave our states again yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome um maybe yeah. at a con or something but yeah it would be and it's always a pleasure to talk to you man it's been too it's been too thanks long it's been us. too long you're the best yeah thanks thanks for having we me love on. you man i love you guys too like that guy tony he's a good guy he's the best tony 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 has done it again he has always he has always done it again yeah so it was funny because after i tweet because i for some reason on, on twitter i always call tony 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 um every time i tweet at him i always want to listen to tony 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 so today i was just sitting out in the backyard listening to tony 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 <laughs> 
I was like, this is awesome. I love me some Tyler. Raphael Sadiq, he the best. He, he, and he loves he loves your man's and them Drew Maltz. He does. Yeah, he loves so. So, yeah, he's got some secret stuff coming out. He did a story for Ninja Nuns, which is live on Kickstarter right now as we speak. Very exciting stuff. We've already funded, uh, so that's cool. So we know the book is happening. We've got stretch goals coming up when we get to $4,000, when we get to $5,000, when we get to $6,000. we got stretch goals planned. It's a whole big rigmarole. We're really excited about this whole thing. Thank you to everybody who's backed. It's been really exciting. Uh, Ninja Nuns live on Kickstarter right now. Get involved. Wait, I said uh, that's your that's your catchphrase. I'm sorry, <laughs> I stole it from somebody. I can't remember, but whatever. That's you know, that's how it goes. Because what do you say after that? You know, uh, send us money. Yeah, well, I don't want to be as sleazy uh, <laughs> feeling, you know. But but yeah, man, we're really excited about it. So thank you so much to everybody that's pledged and backed and shared the link around and all kinds of stuff. We have people that are that really want to be on Word Bros. We've only got, that's, that's weird though we've only got one slot left of people who want to be on our podcast i mean that's crazy talk because yeah. i mean we've been doing this podcast for what th- two three years now something like that and pretty, uh, pretty inconsistently but you know i think we're, we're we're trying to get a good uh a good rhythm down we're working on it yeah, yeah so but the podcast exciting. has always been fun but yeah. like uh now people are like taking us seriously what's going on here takes, we're, we're serious dudes i don't know, it, you know it, it takes three years of podcasting to like get serious we're serious dudes all right okay so, I, i'm i'm if you if you say it i'll believe it That's there you go all right ba- bada boom bada bing bada bang thank you for listening um we'll be back next week with more wonderful word bros yes and back ninja nuns uh like you would a televangelist in 1988 that's right or you're <laughs> Our God, our God will punch us in the eyes. He will. <laughs> vengeful God, Old Testament style. I mean, he might drop a leg on us or something. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you next week. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.